Hello and welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, why don't you let the audience know what we have in store today? Yeah, so we just recorded a session with Todd Wagner and we were talking about just kind of current events, how to lead, how to shepherd, how to pastor. We talked about some of the ways we're going to care for uh, our body. I think it's really helpful uh, and timely. Uh, excited for you to listen in. All right, take a listen. Hello, welcome to a special edition of Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. And John hey, is finally here. He We've is got here. him. He is here. We got him. We tracked him <laughs> I've down. I've not seen him uh, live in a couple days. Um, so Todd, thanks for being here, brother. It is awesome to be here. Yeah. And uh, hello to our friends that are jumping in live and uh, folks that are listening later. We're, we're glad to be with you. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to do some Q&A here That's in a right. bit. Um, but first, Todd, uh, the, the question. Well, let me do this. Let me no. just tell them how they can submit their questions. You want to do you that real what? quick? That'd probably be helpful. <laughs> that way. We'll get it all out there. So if you do have questions, you can make your way over to watermarkresources.org slash CLP live. You can submit questions there. Go over to the Watermark Resources Facebook page or YouTube. If you're watching there, just leave comments on the uh, on the live stream. And that is a way that we can get questions. Otherwise, you can also send them in on email to CLP at watermark.org. Yep. So that'll be ways. I think we'll have some stuff there on the lower thirds of the screen as well for those of you that are watching live for ways to submit questions. So, so there we go. Um, Todd, so we've been solving problems, you know, taking <laughs> care of uh, like the next wise thing uh, in front of us. Um, but conversation Adam and I haven't had with you is like, brother, what's it been like to be you? Well, what's in your head? What's in your heart as a uh, leader uh, of this uh, congregation? Well, what it's been like to be me is, I mean, first of all, I'm just like everybody who's trying to love family and uh, to quote my good friend, John McGee, who last night was on Watermark TV. Yes. Be empathetic, draw a circle around myself and not stop dating my wife. Amen. Uh, Amen. And so, you know, obviously devoting deeply to the Lord. One of the things I've loved about this is it, is it, crashed all of us out of the illusion that we're ever in control. Yes. Right. Everybody's right now like scrambling, like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. That's a really healthy place to be all the time. Yes. We, we say around here a lot, a little phrase. I don't know who said it first. I don't think it was indigenous to, I know it wasn't to me. I don't think to any of us here, but that if, um, if dependence is the goal and weakness is an advantage to make it unique to me, I've said desperation hmm. is an hmm. advantage. Hmm. And I, I love the fact that so many of us are feeling desperate right now right. Yeah. because right. it's causing us to be as mindful and thoughtful um, as we should always be. So I, I do confess, you know, that I love these moments. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this feels a little bit more like, I think you guys have heard me say before, I'd rather be up against, you know, the Red Sea with nowhere to go with the most powerful nation on earth storming down on me than I would be sitting on my king's castle in the spring, checking out who might be yeah. refreshing themselves in a bath. Right. Uh, because <laughs> yeah. that one will get me in trouble. And this feels a little bit more like a Red Sea moment. Yeah. So I love this. Yeah. I don't like the heartache it is to people. Right. I don't like the concern um, of people whose friends are really sick. I, I, I shared with you guys, I've got a friend who's very, very sick. He's mm -hmm. got pneumonia. He's about my age. Mm -hmm. And by the <clears throat> grace of God, we found it today. It, it's not Corona, but it's still pneumonia. Mm. Right. I think we're, you know, and so this has been happening all the time. Let us be reminded folks get sick all the time. Mm. And, but I do love that, um, we're having to adjust, be on the yeah. fly and I am doing better than most because I've got guys like John McGee and Adam Tarno on my team. And mm. I really mean that guys, mm. you've been amazing. Mm. 
It's been, it's brought out the best in our staff. You know, yeah. uh, I think I've been really encouraged watermark TV, but even, you know, Todd, your suggestion to call every single person in the mm-hmm. congregation and everybody just went into pastoral mode. And mm-hmm. that some of the, the conversations that I was, you know, that were laid to me, I was like, that was so wise. That was so mm-hmm. loving. And uh, I was just really, really encouraged uh, by our folks. I, w- one point I want to jump in here and just, just make, um, can, can we do this though? Please. I want to just stop and no. let everybody know this, this has been incredibly encouraging. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, w- I was last night on a, dating my wife on a walk with my oh wife. Boy. Uh, and um, as I stopped by homes or as people, I texted folks I knew as I walked by. I mean, a lot uh, of folks who didn't uh, even go to Watermark. Uh, hey, we're in front of your house praying for you. Anything we can do, let great. us know. And just as I walked through neighborhoods and, you know, I walked by a number of people who were members of, of Watermark and, um, and I got texts back from them. You wouldn't believe the call I got today. Hmm. So hmm. encouraging. Hmm. And then I've gotten more emails, frankly, from my staff than I have members of our body saying, Todd, this has been incredible. Yeah. Our body is doing what we have prayed they would do in moments like this. Yes. And um, my favorite one, did you, have you guys shared this? I got an, an email yesterday from Carrie about a conversation uh-uh. uh, no. she had. No. Uh, the reason I would encourage you to do this is not just so that you can be as pastoral as you should be, but we did it, frankly, just it was a test. It was our way of just saying, hey, is our body caring for each other in the smaller communities mm-hmm. the way that we we think they are? And I'm going to find it. Let's come back. I'll interrupt you a little bit later Great. and read it. So let, let, me let, me for the email. let me make this point to, to uh, those leaders who are listening in. Okay. So <laughs> Todd is going, I love this. I was made for moments like this. Like <laughs> General Schwarzkopf, you know, like yeah. I have men, you know, listen to me and I've got mm-hmm. the clarion uh, path for it. Okay. Um, some of us are wired that way. And we should lead like that. And I, I was talking to a pastor friend. He said, what's been really interesting is how... Uh, so many of our friends are leading really well, but doing so uniquely um, in a way that's kind of congruent with who they are and their wiring. He goes, some some are leading like generals, mm-hmm. uh, some are leading like CEOs, some are leading like pastors and and just deep, deep uh, shepherds. Some have kind of an intellectual bent and a historical bent to them. And he said, they're all doing great and they're doing it in their own unique way. That's and good. so, so Todd, I, I mean, we love... We're here because we love uh, the way you lead, but it's not the only way. And so through this, I would just, I've wanted to encourage leaders, lean into your own unique wiring, fulfill your ministry. Yeah. And through this moment, learn from others, but don't try to mimic or be someone else. I think your your best value uh, that you can add uh, is just being true to the way that uh, that God gave you. I like uh, that. That's really well said. Yeah. That's yeah. well said, John. John, let me ask you a couple of questions that have come in. Uh, while, while Todd's looking for that email here real quick. Let me ask you about this. So one of the questions that's coming in about right. re-engage and some of our ministries that meet during the week and have, you know, do uh, small groups during the week, uh, they're asking, have, have we seen any couples over the last 10 to 12 days drop out because yeah. they don't like this virtual setup? Have you okay. heard about so any I, of that? So I can't, I, I can't speak to uh, the, the, the hard data. I can just give you the anecdotes. And anecdotally, um, the groups are doing really well. Yeah. And uh, the leaders have, before we could even like give out instructions, uh, most of our leaders had already touched base and were putting together plans. And, uh, and so I've gotten lots and lots of really encouraging stories of um, rather than, rather than dropping out them coming closer together. So yeah. I'm sure there's people. Yeah, that's who've been had, what I hear too. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Did you find, uh, well, you find yeah, the email? So this was just the email. And so one of the things we're doing, we're calling people again is we're just saying, Hey, we know that you are 
connected to other members of our body. We're a kingdom of priests. We, we say all the time, right? One church, four locations, uh, I mean, four campuses, thousands of locations. Yeah. And we're almost calling every individual member. Well, we're not almost. We're calling every individual member of every location. And we're just saying, how's your location doing? Mm-hmm. And it's a way just to self-test our work yeah. and then to love them. But this was one that Carrie got yesterday. She said, I just got off the calls with a girl who struggles with mental health. She's currently involved in one of the ministries you were just asking him about. Yeah. And she said, when I came to Watermark, I want you to know, I quit surviving and I started living. Mm-hmm. And she said, last night I met socially, you know, with folks online, with my particular group virtually, I was refreshed. It reset my thinking. Thank you. This is why I love this church. Excellent. And I would just say, this is why I love being a part of a body. One of the things that we are seeing right now is a little bit uh, what you see well, what you would have seen, I think, had we been alive in the days of Noah, we've been talking to people about the importance of membership yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Yes. And all of a sudden people go, oh my goodness, I wish I'd have been on that boat before the rain started falling, right? Yeah. Because we are caring differently for our members than we are the broader community. Now, we'll talk about that a little bit today, yeah. what we're doing with our members and what we're doing for the broader community. But we are called by scripture to do good to all men but especially to the household of faith. Yep. And so it just matters. You know, I had, I had one guy who, I mean, this, this guy is a, a, a renowned, very successful businessman, but he just said to me yesterday, as I was walking by his house and texted him, he just said, man, it just felt so good. Even though I was on a call with my community and the ministry I lead last night, just to know that I really am a member, mm-hmm. right? And this is one of the reasons I would tell you, Pastor, to take advantage of this moment, Yeah, is that I tell people all the time, accountability can kind of get this negative, uh, burdensome, legalistic you know, yep. vibe yep. or, or, sure. or sure. thing assigned to it. it. But I tell people, this is the phrase I use all the time, so if this is helpful to you, use it. It's just like the reason that you're held accountable is because you count. Mm. You matter. Mm. Jesus uses the same logic in the scripture when he says, hey, I know exactly how many hairs are on your head. He says, I'm I'm accounting for every hair in your head because that's how much you matter to me. So what an opportunity during this season to let folks know how much they matter. Love mm-hmm. it. That's really Chad, good. Let's, let's go ahead. Let's just stay with this um, conversation for a second because, um, you know, play this forward. You've seen some of the estimates, like 20% of uh, America is going to be unemployed. So let's just cut that in half. Let's say just 10% of our body has someone who is going to become unemployed. That That's going to um, change some things for some families and uh, they are going to call uh, our church. And so do you want to talk about just kind of our CARES process and what, uh, what, what really has been in place? Um, and how we're going to, uh, what we, how we're going to handle that, uh, given what we think is going to happen. Okay. So one of the things that, um, we did Karis, C H A R I S Karis, mm-hmm. the word, the Greek word for grace yep. or gift. Um, we have always had what we call a Karis account. And for years we've been saying that if you're a member of this body, as long as we are able, you will never lack food, shelter, and clothing. Now we didn't say that you'll get to have the exact same, yep. um, cable, um, subscription that you've got. We didn't say that you have high speed internet, but food, shelter, and clothing are, are going to come your way. And so even while there's social distancing, we're making sure that nobody is feeling deserted. Mm. So emotionally we're present. And then physically we have made plans to make sure that we're caring for everybody. One of the reasons we called every member is we know that because we encourage folks to be geographically near each other, so you can be around each other more and it's more, you know, it's, easier to, to be together relationally is that there are pockets of, um, of zip codes that have probably more economic 
well-being than other pockets. Mm -hmm. So sometimes some of our locations are more at risk than other parts of our locations. Well, God's on top of that. That's why we're calling that location saying, hey, as you first try and meet the needs of one another, if you guys can't, let us know because we got thousands of other locations that want to care for you. So we have a process, a Karis process that's it's pretty healthy. It's it's uh you know we we've thought about it for a long time. When someone calls the church and asks for a physical need to be met, we don't go oh sure no problem. Mm-hmm. What we do is we sit with them, um, and there we we've got to um have the information. We get financially pretty naked with one another. This is my circumstance. This is how I got here. This is my provision. And this is what my need is. And sometimes we see people think, hey, I, I need to continue to make this car lease payment, you know, and it probably isn't the kind of car they need to be leasing. Right. And so we address all those kinds yeah. of things, yeah. but we make sure the food, shelter, and clothing are there. And let's just be honest. Sometimes people don't want to share that information. And that's usually a tell that they're not really desperate. That's exactly right. Okay. And so when somebody comes to us, like if I go to a doctor and I say, doc, I'd like some medicine. He goes, well, what's wrong? I'm like, ah, no blood work. Just give me the meds. Yeah. That usually means I'm not really sick. It's just I want something from those meds that I think is going to make me feel better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, if I'm hurting, I'm going to say, draw from me whatever you want. Put me through the CAT scan. Right. Figure it out and and help me. And so, you know, while we're not trying to embarrass anybody, what we're trying to say is we want to be good stewards and we want to help you. So let's do, let's take a good look so that, first of all, if we got here because of some, a lack of wisdom, we can make sure we put things into place so that that doesn't happen on a continual basis. And then also so that we can know that what we're doing is really helping you and not to use the phrase we use around here a lot. It's not helping that hurts right. or enables. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I, for years, I got to, uh, yeah. part of my job responsibility, yeah, I, I took all of those phone calls. And so <laughs> when we say we get those phone calls, I mean, it's probably uh, definitely at least five to six a week. Yeah. You know, And there's some people that are just going through the phone book and calling in. But we would always kind of have the same. Uh, script makes it sound uh, impersonal. I mean, we want to view as all of those as opportunities that somebody that, the, you know, the Lord has brought us somebody to minister there's to. A pat- there's a pattern. It's a, yeah, and there's a pastoral moment, and we want to take them all very serious. And so we'd always get people, to, I think just some of these particulars, I'm sure some people that are listening go, well, exactly how does that work? And yeah. so here's a basic rundown. The very first question, so we get the phone call, we take it. That, that's number one. <laughs> Uh, and we answer it. How are you? We get to know them. And I want you to comment on something, Adam. The people that are just calling random churches for help, how did you respond to those people first? It, the exact same way we'd respond to everybody. You uh, listen to them, you ask okay. their name, okay. and you listen for a little bit, and then we would always let them know. The very first question we'd ask them is, are you a member here? Yeah. You know, and so we're also probably pulling up the database yeah, to we, see if they're now, there. Now we have a way to know that before they even tell yes, us. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so are you a member here? No. And then we'd always let them know of just going, hey, listen, here's, here's what the best thing we think we can do for you right now is relationships. That that's the best thing. Basically, is what we think we can do is get you to a point in your life where you well, let me don't have play. to cover. You don't have to call another church at random, right. Asking for money. We we've got relationships. So why don't you come join us? Come over here and get to know us, and and let us get to know some more of your situation. And that's how we would start some of those conversations. Just letting them know we don't cut checks the same day when people if they do ever call and ask. So what do you do? And I'll just role play. Let's yeah. say I'm that person calling and I say, hey, Adam, that, that's all fine. Or pastor, thank yeah. you for that. I mean, relationships are something I definitely want. But meanwhile, I'm going to lose my house. I've got three kids. I'm going to be out on the street. My landlord's already told me if I don't pay rent by noon tomorrow, I'm out. Yeah. How would you respond to that? So we would ask them, we would pray for them. And then we would ask them, do you have any friends or family that can help you with that? And then we would just, you know, as kindly and as graciously as we can, we would also uh, tell them that we're not going to be able to help financially. 
uh, but we would also give them lists of organizations that might be able to. And so we've got our list of other organizations here in the city that would be able to handle uh, some of those and are equipped to take people same day and yep. things like that. I would say, you know, I don't know what the percentage is because you never know the details behind it, but most of the time people are just in a foxhole mm. and bullets are flying. And as soon as you say no, they're their tone changes, they hang up on you. Yep. I mean, I can't... I, They'll do one of two things. They'll either attack you, and, and, and that might be too pejorative yeah, a word, yeah, yeah. but they will either come aggressively at you, yep. challenge you, tell you you're a fraud, ask you if you know the scriptures. Don't you know Matthew 25? Yes. Jesus says, if you care for the least of these, you'd care for me, and this is what I hate about the church. And, and they'll say something like, you know, whoever's the world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? They, literally, I've, they quote scripture at you sometimes. Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. Or they crawl up into a fetal position and, um, and, and just give you the saddest story you've ever heard mm-hmm. yeah. to where if there's an ounce of compassion in you, you're going to try and figure out how you can mortgage your own home to help them. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay. So you've got to be prepared. And, and I, 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 I'll say this, you've got to be prepared for addicts because what I just described to you is what addicts do. That's exactly right. Addicts come at you and they will either try and intimidate you with anger and with threats in order to, because most people don't like that. And so, you know, they'll try and figure out a way to stop the aggression or they will say, nobody, I've never met anybody so compassionate as you. There's, I, I don't know if I've ever even heard of a church that loves the way that you love. Right. And they'll start to feed a narrative into you that's going to get you to respond. That's going to enable them to keep doing exactly mm-hmm. what they want to do. And, and so that's what addicts do in almost every form of addiction, but it's also what people in crisis should do. So, our job is to respond in wisdom and not be intimidated by threats and to not be um, wooed by false yep. praise and flattery. So, so when you, we, 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 one of the things I would encourage everybody to do, and Adam, we do this, and you already mentioned this, is we do support local ministries. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's good. So the church isn't, we thought about, do we, do we create our own crisis housing here at Watermark? And we thought, you know, we don't have to be the experts on everything, but... There's going to be a need for that. So we want to support strategic partners. That means we vetted them. We know the right place to recommend people yes. to, whether you're a battered wife, yep, right, or a single mom who's about to be on the streets for her kids, right, or somebody who has no health care, and we got in that business. But, you know, um, there's certain ones that we feel like there's partners that we can support. Yep. And so we genuinely do support these partners. We don't just push people to them. We've got to be a part of what they're doing, but they're set up to handle that crisis. And then in the midst of that, we do what you said. Hey, we would like to be involved with you in a relationship. So next time. So Nick, you don't have to, you don't have to call exactly. a random person, you yeah. know, just come and join us, come yes. and hang out with us. Yes. Let us get to know you. And then most of the time, or, or, um, for those that are members then, I mean, it was just that facts are your friends and that, yeah. and, and all of this, that's what you're trying to do. You're just trying to get the facts and we try to make it very, very clear in the beginning. This is a, not a fast moving process. We, it, again, <laughs> we do not cut checks the day of the request. Right. That, that just yeah. is not the way this is going to work. And so this is going to go slower than you want it to be. Probably mm-hmm. it's going to be more thorough than you want it to be, but we think this is the best way we're going to love you in the midst of this. And that's yeah. what we're committed to is we're committed to loving you. And, uh, and so, you know, the think, more time people can give us on these and that, and this is what's maybe going to be happening now that as if the unemployment rate does go up, the sooner you can let your community group leader know, the sooner you can let us know that this may be coming, that's when we can start those conversations with the facts so that we don't have to get to the point where you're like, I'm holding this eviction notice and it's tomorrow's the deadline. And by the way, that is why, and one of the things mm-hmm. that we do at Watermark is we encourage 
people to live authentically and to be known, right? Yes. Jesus talks, if you've been a pastor for six weeks, you've heard this stat, right? Jesus talks more about money mm-hmm. than faith mm-hmm. and prayer mm-hmm. combined. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we go, hey, we're going to do life together, but we're not going to talk about money means we're not really committed it, to doing yeah. life together. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And yeah. the reason Jesus did that, we know, and Adam, listen, just go Google, not Google, go to watermark.org and put in Adam Tarno. A lot of times when we're speaking to our body, Adam's the yeah. one that we have addressed from a sermon perspective on this topic because he's yeah. just so excellent at it. Money. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but you really, you are, you're really great with your clarity on this. Um, but, but what we tell folks all the time is, hey, you got to be sharing this information with one another so we don't have to get surprised because there are people that within being well-known and in the context of community, we do help the day of. Yes. Yeah. Right? So that fat gathering is number one. Yep. And then we always push them first to that smaller location, to yep. their community. So to talk their about community that. group. And so can your community group help? Uh, can your family help? That's also a question yeah. that we'll ask if, uh, are your what are parents, the, yeah, what are, you're trying to gather all the resources. All that the are, resources. That have, yeah. Who else can help here? And um, I, I would think that some large percentage of the Karis cases never even make it to the staff level because the local, loca- the, the small group takes yeah, care of it. Absolutely. In and a way that absolutely. the only reason, you know what, the only reason that grieves me? Because you don't get to be You a don't part get of the it. joy of helping. I don't get the joy not <laughs> right. only of helping, but of watching the Spirit of God do what the church is supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. And so go back and listen to our episode that we did on church discipline, where we yeah. said a, a large majority of the yes. church discipline yes. never even makes right. it to the right. staff right. level because the community groups are doing what they're supposed Beautiful. to happen. And it happens the exact same way with the financial issues. Okay, and Pastor, so, this is why this is so great. Listen to us. And 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 smaller, you know, we, we, just so you know, if you're listening out there in the, in the great podcast unknown. Uh, we recommend our body listens to the church leaders podcast yeah. right. because we are equipping pastors all the time. And you've heard me say, you know, lots of times that every week I kind of feel like I'm leading a pastor's conference when we're talking to the corporate body. But, but uh, you know, you want to um, help pastor. You're overwhelmed right now. Everybody's calling your phone. I would just tell you the first thing you need to do is ask your body for forgiveness that they need to call you first. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Watermark is um, like like I said. I mean, I I am both a shepherd and elder and, and staff person like you guys, um, but I'm also a member of the flock, and I want to be a part of a body, and I don't want a bunch of people who come and are attracted to the way that I do ministry. One of the things that the great coronavirus of 2020 is going to do is it's going to expose the attractional model mm-hmm. for not mm-hmm. being Jesus's church. Yeah. Right. So, pastor. The first thing you should do is just start to, with your other elders, sit down and just say, hey, we've got to equip the saints for the work of service. It's almost like Jesus suggested that through his servant Paul in Ephesians 4, so that they can do this. So church discipline ought to primarily happen at that local level, and so should church care. There yep. we go. It's awesome. Yeah. I've got a prediction about um, the church moving forward. First of all, I've been so encouraged by the church uh, up to the, you know, up until this point, even the ones Todd, I've even got some emails about, you know what, uh, almost verbatim, uh, we've been exposed a little bit and, um, man, we're not shepherding our people the way we should. And yeah. this has been a really good tell and we're going to get after it. So I've gotten that, that email. And so even the ones who, 
weren't fully set up. Uh, I feel like they're making uh, shifts, but I think uh, what's going to happen, I, we're talking about physical needs. I think that's, I think the church is going to lean into that. So the kind of the, you know, food, shelter, clothing, I think the church is going to uh, learn and innovate around there. I think job creation, uh, I think the church has a real opportunity. I think this church has a real opportunity. There's, mm-hmm. there's some people here uh, who've built things and um, like tomorrow, if we put them in a room, I think they can create jobs, meaningful jobs, meaningful work um, for people who don't have, um, who don't have work and don't have means to provide for their family. So not just cutting checks, um, but actually providing work and yes. value and dignity. And I, I think that the church and even our church, I think in the next six months, I, I will bet you'll see some really encouraging things in the communities really around, around the world. Well, yeah. I, w- yeah. I wish my friend Jeff Ward was here because yeah. he would tell yeah. you, we've been doing that, right? There yeah. is, um, that, that's exactly the way we've been challenging some of our business leaders in this church is, is to remind them that that God's given them the power to create businesses and to make wealth so that others can be cared for. And what can we do for um, some of our other friends that are just now stepping into our body that maybe have a criminal background, but that we're going to disciple and vet and that we're going to then say, hey, you can hire them. I know that, that you may not have a policy in your company to do that, but what if the church, in effect, after an appropriate amount of time, laid hands on people and could tell our business leaders, hey, this one, right, we're all human. So we're all yeah. prone to go crazy, but this one has shown himself faithful for three months, for six yeah. months. Yeah. And, and I would, I would take a chance on him. I would hire him. So we have been discipling people in that way, restoring people in that way and challenging our members to hire people. We have a ministry called careers in motion, mm-hmm. which every Tuesday gathers. It helps people know what to do between jobs. It helps them network. It helps them work on resumes. resumes yeah. It helps them learn to interview. And so uh, we're, 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 we're awesome. discipling people for, um, and this is open to our community, by the way, yeah. Yeah. but we're discipling people for being uh, job impoverished. And we're also reminding those that are gainfully employed to look for opportunities to hire out of that yeah. particular pool. Yeah, so All right, really let's stay on this yeah. topic of money because another question had come in just talking about us as an organization. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as Watermark, uh, any financial decisions at this point that Watermark is making to try to manage the cash yeah. uh, wisely, uh, can you speak to that? You know, it's interesting. Um, people that maybe don't know much about us, we have never passed a basket on Sunday morning. That's right. Okay, not, not one time in 20 years. And... I, I, at the same time, I've, I've said, hey, we are maybe committing, if I'm guilty of pastoral malpractice in any area, it might be on not helping people realize that there's such joy in giving and um, providing for others. And so we do through membership process. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's been through the membership process understands why we don't pass a basket. And I would say once every, I don't know. 12 weeks, we'll mention it on Sunday morning. Hey, this is why we don't do it because we don't want our guests and folks that are coming in. I mean, I shared Christ with a guy today and, uh, and, and I, and I talked to him about, um, this as a point that we're not trying to get your money, man. We just want to love and serve your family. When you come, there won't be an offering. And I told Mm -hmm. him why, because people there just want to offer the grace of God to you. Mm -hmm. So there's a reason we don't do that. But that being said, um, our body is trained to give. They don't need a basket in front of them mm-hmm. to be prompted to advance mm. kingdom work. And so that's another benefit 
to that kind of equipping yep. and that kind yep. of training. Yep. And so, um, meanwhile, what you do want to look at, and I have, um, heard from what we call our business administration team, our bat team. Um, those guys, we, we, we war game out for situations like this. Um, when we're able, we, we try and have a certain runway of maybe three months of budgetary provision, mm-hmm. um, for our ministry when there's excess, you know, before we start to, to look on ways that we can invest further, even outside our walls, in addition to what we're already doing as part of our budget. But um, yes, I would say that we are wargaming. Um, we have made a decision, like for instance, um, some of our members that aren't full-time employed here, but that are part of our um, midweek training grounds, which is uh, during the middle of the week, we can't have as many volunteers to care for kids during women's Bible study and, right. and things like that. Yep. Uh, we're paying those people through the end of April, even though we don't have any reason for them to come here, right. uh, we're paying um, some of our security people and some of our cleaning people uh, as an effort to care for them. And we're communicating with them two months out or six weeks out saying, hey, we don't know what will happen May 1 uh, from just this check coming. That's but, right. But we are still committed yeah. to you. Yeah. So we're giving them lots of runway. We're not telling them we're not. We're telling them there's a Karis process that, that will yep. come into play. And then we're preparing our body. We're reminding our body during this season, in additional to normal ministry, there's going to be a Second Corinthians 8 opportunity, which is to help those that are in a bit of a struggle financially. Yeah. Because a lot of our, our members are part of what's called essential businesses. They're still working. But then there are a lot of our folks, anybody in the restaurant industry, the hospitality industry, yeah. those are yeah. flat shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And so we as a body are communicating with those groups. We're talking to our community group leaders. We're equipping them. Uh, and we're, we're trying to find out when are folks going to run out of paychecks and how can we care for them in a way that would honor God and let them know that as long as they're part of this family, we're going to care for one another. That's yeah. really good. I, okay. One, one of the phone calls I made um, to, our, to our members, um, he, he had just lost his job. And I said, okay, brother, like, are you, do you have needs? He goes, oh, no, my group is all over it. Uh, He's like, mm-hmm. I, will, I will not miss a meal. And, I was, and he, did, he didn't blink. And I was really uh, encouraged by that. Um, so some of these things that we've talked about, there's some blog articles that we That's will right. uh, link to. Uh, there's the whole Karis process um, is there. We'll, we'll find uh, some other resources. Hey, that can we, we, have can we just finish that? Because we said there's three quick steps. Number one, like oh, Adam, you, yeah, you care please. for them. We, we tell them this is going to be a slow fat gathering process. That's right. This is not a crisis ministry like check today. And then we just say, what does your community group know? Yep. Okay. And then the second step is, is everything your community group should already know now you need to share with us yes and in conjunction with your community group and frankly what we prefer is it's never the person in crisis that calls us so let's just see say that the three of us are in our wives and, and two others are in community the wagner family is the one that has a need i'm sharing that with you yep and then what really should happen is one of you two should pick up the phone and say this is what we've been doing with the wagners yep. these are the facts we believe that right now we're going to need some help outside of our smaller group. And so it would actually be one of you two that would be calling the larger church yep. and the other locations. That's right. And not me. That's right. right. You wouldn't send me. You'd go, hey, we got you. Yep. Part of loving you right now is to make that phone call. And then um, as that happens, then what we do is based on that application and feedback from community group and community shepherds and others, um, we sit down with that person and that group. That's the third step and explain what we're going to do and why. Yep. 
That's why. Yeah. And I think another particular in there and uh, the blog entry will have the best information. But what I remember from a few years ago when I did this, which I think is a good detail to keep in mind, is I think we try to stay away. We try to keep the financial provision if the church does cut a check to help in this situation. So it's gone through the whole process. The community group feels like they can't help. There's no family to help. And now we are going to. Uh, help financially to try to keep it to that food, shelter, clothing categories. And so the one that I think is, is interesting to note is we try not to pay for medical expenses for things like that. And, uh, and we don't want to be the ones calling balls and strikes on what is a viable metal, medical expense to pay and which one is not. And so sometimes what we'll do is we will maybe, uh, pick up the food or the shelter, like make the payments there to free up cash flow so that somebody could go pay a medical thing. So I know that that is another just little nuance or detail in there sometimes. Well, and, and, the, I think and the is, good news yeah. is, is in, in other words, what you're saying is you don't want somebody to say, I can't get medical care because the church isn't giving me the money. Right. And in our society, I mean, people talk a lot about, you know, whether or not we um, should have universal single payer health care. It already exists. Right. There's not a single person in our country. Now, you won't get the same kind of care. But there are emergency rooms and there are provision for people to, to go get medical help, which is why we have Watermark Urgent Care to take care of, of all the needs of any uninsured or under-resourced person for everything but yep. surgeries and the like. And even that can be taken care of through as that. necessary yeah, right. yeah, through right. those other, other right. possibilities. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, let's talk about the future. That's we'd, a fun topic. <laughs> we have no crystal ball. I mean, you know, things change like literally by the minute, it feels like. Um, but what's in your head as a leader um, of this congregation, like, you know, the rest of this uh, month, April, May, you know, in, into June, like, or even beyond that, Todd, like, what what are you thinking about right now? Well, listen, I, I, I do think um, a couple of things. Um that when you're addressing your people, just remember that your primary job is to help them seek God and be comforted by who God is today. Mm. And so I'm gonna, I want to answer your question, yeah, yeah. but I remind you, you don't have to be a medical expert, okay? Right. You That's don't right. have to um, be a cultural commentator. You don't need to be a politician, okay? You have to be a minister of the gospel. And part of that, and one of the things I would encourage every pastor to pray, I know the elders and I, always as a consistent course of our prayer is, Lord, would you give us the insight that you gave Joseph? Mm. Mm. Right? You've done it before. You mm. care for people. Mm. This is your, these are your sheep, not ours. Mm. If there are seven years of famine coming, will you tell us? Mm-hmm. Would you show us what we should do today in the season of prosperity to prepare for such a time as this? We have taken principles. We have, because we have operated that way, which it's not like we had this great insight. We had the same Bible you have. Okay. And, and, and I, that That's idea I like that. <laughs> comes right out of the scripture. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, what I would just say is that's why we prayed this way. It's part of why we have three months provision. Mm-hmm. It's part of why we've communicated to our body, um, about wanting to have a disaster relief fund. It's why we've wanted to have a Karis fund. And by the way, to other churches, I would just say, you might go, well, Todd, we've tried to do that. Our body's just not resourced to provide it. Then don't feel bad about that, okay? Because the broader community needs to be aware of your suffering in Jerusalem, even though they and their Macedonia mm-hmm. might have, at this particular time, excess that they can care for you. Mm-hmm. So being a part of a larger network is also important. And, and having people who trust you when you call and know that you've been a wise pastor and 
equipped your body and communicated well with your body. Yep. And so now you're just saying, hey, this is what's happened. So, John, I think about how when tornadoes wiped out some folks in Moore, Oklahoma, that's where you're from, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We knew what churches mm-hmm. there yeah, that's weren't right. going to exploit this opportunity. That's right. That's right. When, when Katrina hit New Orleans, we knew what churches there weren't exploiting that opportunity, but we're going to see this as their greatest moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, I hope if something happened that was devastating in Dallas, I mean, when the tornadoes came through and did a billion dollars worth of damage a couple of blocks yeah. from here, I got calls from pastors in other parts of the country. Are you okay? Do you all need anything? Yeah. That's amazing. Because they knew yeah. that if there was a need, this is one of the places they wanted to work in and through. Yeah. yeah. So I would, that, that's why it's important to have some of those relationships um, with people outside of just your own little island, mm-hmm. right? We're part of a body. We're part of the universal body of Jesus Christ. And by the grace of God, um, as we do look ahead now, let's get yep. very specific. Yeah. Um, we are, we're, we're asking ourselves, we are reading, right? We're, we're, we're not cultural commentators. You know, people ask me, Todd, what would you do right now if you're president? I said, well, first of all, I'd have the best information. I'm a victim right now of what I can get <laughs> yes. from news conferences and cultural commentators. All these experts that are right. out there yes. now. Right. And honestly, they're doing the best they can. It's why we should pray for kings Amen. and those that Amen. are in authority. Amen. Because they're doing the best they can. Even with all the information, these are hard days. And, and I love it's driving our president to call for national prayer. How long has it been since one of our presidents did that? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the world mocked him, but let him mock him. Let the rest of us pray. Yeah. Uh, and so we are trying to figure out what we'll do. Uh, we're making some adjustments the first two weeks. Adam, when, when's your article going to be out that you just wrote about? Uh, I, I don't know. We should text Caitlin and ask her. Come on, Caitlin. <laughs> Soon. It should be, <laughs> be today or tomorrow. Soon. But, but you know, one of the things we're already doing just now coming up to week three of our weekend. So you guys know we started this thing called Watermark TV, um, both to do things at moments like this and then to archive. But um, we're going to adjust what we're doing on the weekends starting this weekend. Yeah. Because we felt like the first couple of weeks, it was important to give a little bit of commentary and explanation for what's coming up, what we're going to do, how we thought about this before we actually got into a message. And this weekend... We're, we're not going to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to, so we're making adjustments. Adam's article is going to be really helpful mm-hmm. for you for that. So, so look, look for that. Yeah. And, and, and it'll be coming soon on our watermark resource pages. At least on pages. watermark resources. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I'll, I'll tweet it out as soon as it's available too. Yeah. So if you want to go to words from wags, it'll be there and it'll be on the watermark tweet as well. There we right? go. So we'll get it out. So um, just all that is to say is be thinking constantly and creatively, and then um, be welcoming feedback. Do the best you can, and then evaluate it. And then imagine the three or four different scenarios. So first of all, each day has enough trouble of its own. Tomorrow will take care of itself. But leader, that doesn't mean you don't think about tomorrow. That's right. Okay? So you should go, hey, part of today's job is to plan for what might happen tomorrow. tomorrow. So you do look ahead, you war game out, you pray to God, and then you do the best you can as you move in each of those moments that become a reality. Yeah. yeah that's good. I, one of the things I want to free leaders up is, um, you know, you, there's no way to know the future. And some, there's some people will carry themselves as if they've got this 
all, this whole thing figured out, you know, all the way through the summer and the end of the year. But John, there is some way to know. <laughs> it's prophecy. <laughs> I did hear there was a prophecy conference that was recently canceled because of unforeseen circumstances. Well, you've got the microphone. You can't. <laughs> that was that. such that a was good some... tweet. It was like, there were so many prophecy conferences last year. Why did not one of them predict this? <laughs> it's like, can somebody help us? Do right? unforeseen the, circumstances. Ask for your yeah. money back. Ask just, for your money back. Listen, like, <laughs> just do, just take the next wise step. There you right? go. You don't have to, 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 you know, there's enough trouble right now. There's enough yeah. things. Now, think ahead. Get wise men. I love that. Hey, God, you've done this before. You've given human beings mm-hmm. uh, wisdom. We've seen it. Would you give us wisdom because we're trying to care for your people? And then you can just trust that whatever happens, God's going to be there as he always has been in the rearview mirror. You look back, it's one of the, you know, one of the advantages of reading the Old Testament. It's like, you know, God has walked with mm. some really stubborn, hard-hearted people. I'm trying not to be. And so I, I assume that uh, since that's my posture, God's going to be with me as a leader uh, going forward. So give your Yourself some grace if someone goes what's you know what, what are we going to be doing in september like how, how can i possibly know but i know today god's called us to faithfulness i'm going to be your shepherd i'm going to lean in this i'm not going anywhere and we we can be um we can be concerned but we don't have to be terrified that's because right god, the god's go that 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 is i think some of the posture and uh, it's going to take care of itself one way or the other and i think like the worst i think this has also been helpful for me what's the worst the, the worst case right for some of these churches who have debt well, they lose their building. Yeah, they lose. They lose. They lose their building. Okay, I and mean, that would be. I think if we if we had to hand the keys off um, to someone out to this building, that, that that would be a sad day. It would, but, but you know what? We've war game for it. But we're going to be we, okay. We, we actually rehearse that. Right. Yeah, we are rehearsing losing our building. That's right. Uh, we did last fall. We told our body, "Don't come here this weekend," yeah. because we didn't say the coronavirus, but we gave some other potential scenarios that would keep us from coming to this building. Yeah, and and so many people in our body have just said that was so helpful. Yeah, you know, because we're getting now to live a little bit in that. So, yeah, John, as I mean, the weeks go by, that is a great conversation for for church leadership teams to have yes. to go, what are we going to do when we lose our building? Not <laughs> yeah, if, when. Right. And yeah. just start to plan out of that and just go, is our body ready? That's are right. they ready? And I think those are, because what we were kind of wargaming for was not a virus. We were thinking more of, uh, you know, the political landscape yeah, changes. Yeah, and governmental churches, decree yeah. of some kind, yeah. not related to a virus, but the virus of yeah. sin and rebellion against orthodoxy. Yeah, and and that they shut were going to shut us down and yeah. then just going, okay, well, if we, if it's no longer uh, wise to even gather, uh, what would we do? And is our body ready? And you know, that those were some good conversations for us to have that helped us get set up yeah. uh, to be able to handle just this little, this little season with some success. It's good. Yeah. God's there. Even the worst case, you're going to be able to handle. You know, even if several people in your congregation die, which would be uh, terrible. Yeah. But you've buried people before, and yeah. you've seen how God's used that. He will use this. Like, there's no scenario uh, that God hasn't somehow in His sovereignty allowed. Right? It's passed through His hands, and He has always sustained His people. He will do the same for you, yeah. No matter how bad it gets, and we can have confidence in that. And you don't have to know. You do not have to know exactly how this is going to play out. And the empathy that it's creating, and the sensitivity that it's creating, just to sickness. Back to what you said when we yeah. started this episode. And so we have our, our daily prayer, the, the watermark prayer uh, that comes out mm-hmm. where people submit prayer requests and it goes out. And, uh, the click and pray is what we call yep. it. I'm noticing that I'm reading that with more intensity yeah. at the health things huh. because I'm looking for the number 19, right? I'm looking uh, for the, the COVID-19 to see who's got it, who's got it, who's got it. Yeah. 
And I'm surprised at how few people, number one, how many prayer requests we have for people who are struggling with health yeah. ailments, how few people right now have submitted that have that number 19 in it. Yep. And uh, it's just reminding me that this this uh, click and pray is filled every day with people that are struggling with with physical ailments. And so I just think we're more attuned to yeah. some of that, which is yeah. which is great to have our eyes open back up to that. And uh, and just remember that when any and that's a bad day for anybody that's going through that. And yeah. so that's yeah. not a universal yeah. thing. In fact, many. Yeah. Times that's even more isolating because you feel like you're maybe the only one who's struggling with that physical ailment, and everybody else is just out running around having fun. So, um, okay, here's just let's just do a couple quick hits here with all of this. How did we go about calling all of our members? Did you split it up evenly? Yes, that's how we basically how we well, did. Actually, it. we went through our staff because, like for instance. Uh, with different ones of us have different responsibilities during this time. So what we did with our our leaders is at. Our supervisory level, we went through and we kind of went a red, yellow, green. Like during these days, like our communications team, they were redlined. Redlined. All right. Some of our um, our arts and IT team redlined. Yep. Okay. And so we um, we said we don't want to deny you the blessing of making some of these phone calls, but they were given a number in the teens Plus. to call. Yeah. So anywhere and the, between twelve and and fifty two. Yeah. Is about what right. what so we, people had based on what we assumed their workload was. Yeah. So that was the way we we distributed it out. <laughs> So funny story. I didn't. I didn't put my own self. I didn't do a red, yellow, green for myself, and I got a ton of calls. Oh, and really? Yes, like, Good like, for you. Like, like John's not that busy, and uh, and it, and I. I was really glad. Yeah. Really, and then it was fun to watch really the team glad. help each other yes, because they, there was, was a, we so set fun. an internal deadline because we wanted to take this serious yep. and, and this was important. And so we set a deadline and then we did some, uh, you know, some divvying up among the team. By the way, we're talking about almost 10,000 people. Yeah. 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 And, and what I want to say to folks, two things, number one, so when people, that eternal deadlines, uh, not eternal, but uh, that, that deadline that we set, um, as folks got closest to it, I saw lots of emails going around. Hey, I could use some help with these last ten. Yep. And I got it. I got it on it. Put me in, coach. It was it was, just, so, it was great. It was so encouraging. But I want you to know, some people immediately started to say, "We should do this again." And guess what? I love the comment I got from David Zena, who leads our community area. He goes, "I think that would be detrimental to the health of our body." It was right that we did it this first time, but we would be invalidating the system we just checked on and are encouraged by and celebrating if we keep thinking our phone call is the phone call. Amen. And I That's just go, idea. that brother beat me to the email. And so, uh, amen. So we'll probably do it again. And I don't know sometime in the future, but probably further than closer Yeah, because it's happening. I mean, it's been so great to just hear. And by the way, what we are going to do, though, is go back to folks who were struggling, who their location wasn't thriving. Yeah, yeah. that's where we're that. going to turn sure. our attention. Yeah, for sure. It's great. For sure. Um, are you good to kind of wrap? Yeah, yeah. Wait, let's so, wrap John, it up. Just, just kind of last, I mean, you have, you know, if you had one more thing uh, just to leave leaders with, um, kind of parting shots. If I had one more thing, I think I would just go back and just remind them that Part of what is going to happen now is people are going to look to them. Yeah. All right. And so it's so important that you as the caregiver take care of yourself. You are not the Messiah. Be getting some good rest. Be getting great time alone. Remember, Jesus was only here for three years. I would say those were pretty important hours and pretty important minutes. And if you read your gospels, it's good. A lot of times they were looking for Jesus, okay? <laughs> because he was alone with the Father. There we go. So make sure, pastor, 
you devote daily to Jesus Christ so that you are giving out of an overflow of your intimacy and relationship with him and model that remind people that you're not their savior. You're their pastor. And that pastor wants them to say, wants wants to be able to say to them, imitate me as I imitate Jesus Christ and Jesus himself wasn't on 24 seven. The father was, there we go. So trust your father, walk like Jesus and love in his name. I like that. All right, John, Todd, thank you so much. If you guys are looking for any uh, resources that we mentioned during this show, those can be found in the show notes, which can be found at watermarkresources.com slash CLP live. If you have any other questions or comments or ways that we can serve you in your church during this season, the best way to contact us is via email. We can be reached at CLP at watermark.org. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.